All right, welcome to episode 14 of Horror Dads. You're joined by your host, as always, John and... And Jamie. What's up, John? Johnny boy. Johnny. Hey, buddy. What's hey. up, man? So we're doing something a little different today. We're we're outside. So you, you hear the crickets chirping in the back. We're over Jamie's house. We're in his backyard. Um, got some pumpkin lights surrounding us. Uh, got some candles going. We've got some pumpkin beers. So we're forcing things a bit. It's kind of warm out here. Mm. Uh, but we're we're in it. We have a, a wasp nest over your left shoulder. Yeah, don't don't look at that. Do you see that? Yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So this is going to be a really fun a fun one. We're we're covering what today? Horror neighbors. Horror neighbors. So one thing, and we we talked about this several times, but you know we're dads, and suburban life is part of our lifestyle. And I feel like it kind of always has been. So the concept of suburban setting and having to deal with neighbors and talking about two-stroke engines on your fucking weed whacker <laughs> with your neighbor, it's just like a thing that happens. Oh, you have the uh, battery-operated uh, weed whacker. I oh, see. you got how, the new Ryobi there, yeah. How's that working? Hmm. So that's... I'm eyeing that up myself. <laughs> so we're, we structured this episode, though. Jamie's going to cover three neighbors that you would want to have. I'm going to cover three. Your best buddy neighbors. Yes. And I'm covering three that you don't want to have. Yeah. Go away. So this is this will be good. But um, again, we've talked time and time again about how insular the suburban life is. And that's what draws, I think, at least you and I to it. And yeah. why we like those settings and the poltergeist, the... Uh, um, so many of those films from the 80s really capture that. The Gate, uh, you know, movies like that. Well, the uh, the main idea behind communities of that sort was safety, right? Like yeah. safety in numbers and a tight-knit community that's uh, safe. And so, like, when something can penetrate that and perpetrate that kind of bubble, it's always kind of scary because you think, especially when, when those movies open and you have that idea of that... Um, oh, that, Poltergeist? Yeah, yeah, you're like, the guy nothing could ever happen here. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So... So we're we're gonna dip into a, a more tangible aspect of that, which is how you interact with the people living right next door to you. Yeah, or across the street. Or across the street. Do you have good neighbors now? I do. Don't talk too loud. They might be listening. Yeah, no, they are for sure listening. <laughs> if the window's down, they hear me. Um, yeah, no, all my neighbors are cool. Everyone's kind of, you know, we have. I live in one of those neighborhoods. It's like a, a loop, a cul-de-sac yeah. kind of. And well, what's so, the dude like, saying? The verbs, the trash guys, like, ah, people on cul-de-sacs are always weird. <laughs> well, only yeah. one way out. <laughs> um, so it's kind of that. My backyard is like 13 other people's backyards because yeah. I'm right in the middle, like the apex of that curve. So. Yep. Well, I just had one. The neighbors on the right of me move, who were my parents, and now the neighbors on the left of me are putting their house up for sale. So. I guess. Oh. I guess I would be on my list of neighbors you don't want to have. <laughs> yeah, or you might end up with neighbors on both sides that you don't want to have. It, it could be. Yeah, Time will tell. Shoot. Time will tell. All right. Let's hope for like really fun neighbors. Yeah. Like if one like pops out of the car wearing a cavity color shirt or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it would be like, whoa. Hey, can you help me move mm. my box of pumpkins? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Don't mind the haystacks strapped to the uh, roof of the 
let's let's do our standard. Yeah. Family stuff. What's going on in your life? What's been happening? Um. So I've been kind of uh, Mr. Mom, and it the wife's been kind of under the weather for the past couple weeks. Um. Uh, it's not COVID or anything of that sort, but uh, so I've been like straight up Michael Keaton in it along. We went to uh, Spirit from, while the from, baby. Oh yeah, yeah. You the went baby today, was right? napping today, and I took yeah, I took my six-year-old to Spirit. So it's become you know, last year was the first year that I think it became like our thing. So um, he's old enough now where it's fun. You know yep. what I mean? He's not too scared because uh, Spirit doesn't really fuck around. Like there's some scary shit there. Wait till you get to my family, Anik. But go ahead. Uh, so you get in there and like you kind of go through a thing and. You know, if you step on certain stuff, things come to, like, you know, yeah, play through their shit. So, it's always, like, you know, it's, even me, it's, like, I'll look and be, like, oh, that's kind of <laughs> fucking scary. And he's just staring at it, and I'm, like, ugh. Yeah. I don't know if he's enjoying it, like, but it seems like he really enjoys it, you know? Um, so getting, getting acclimated with it, at least. Yeah. We did that today. This kind of ties into what I'm wearing. Um because I went earlier in the day, I've showered, and I'm since wearing something totally different, but at the time I was wearing that uh, Frankenstein's Monster oh, 3D the Austin movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I wore that going there, um, and like, going to Spirit now, it's like your first day of school. Like, yeah. you have your, you have your <laughs> outfit picked yeah. out like a week before, like, Spirit opens. You're like, all right, this is for sure when I'm going to wear Spirit the, yeah. the first time I go. Uh, so I had that like all specially prepared, and my son today was like, "Dad, that's the perfect shirt to wear to Spirit." Yeah, and I was like, "You're you're fucking right." I it heard is. I heard him say that earlier. Yeah, so um, that's like what we did today is always an amazing time. It, honestly, so it's like I going heard, to see Santa Claus the first time of the season. You know, I, I heard you talking with Ryland about that today, and then Finley wouldn't drop it. So when Brittany got home this afternoon, we all went. Me, Brittany, oh. Finley, and Luna. The whole the whole gang. Nice. So my youngest is two. So we took her in Spirit, Spirit Halloween. And right when you walk in, that pig. Yeah, you go right in. Dude, that pig is terrifying. <laughs> so we got off to a bad start, obviously, because she was like kind of flipped out about it. So okay. Then we went over to the kids section. But we, we, we got their costumes early. and Nice. Um, what are they going to be? Uh, Finley. Finley's gonna be a unicorn, something or other, because she's really into. Okay. You know, she's five unicorn. years old. She's, yeah. yeah, and she yep. loves colors and unicorn sure. stuff. And Luna, as I've mentioned many times before, is gonna be a witch. She's just she talks about because a room she on the broom. She is yeah. uh, in the in the best way possible. She is a witch. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like I have a feeling she's gonna have like a coven here come mm-hmm. uh, come the next ten years. So we went and we did that. I spent $113 there today. Uh, Dude, I did God. 77 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Which uh, really, in retrospect, is not bad because no. I was looking at, like, oh. Did you get anything for yourself? Oh, I mean, obviously. You know what I got was a um, ghost face mask. Oh, this one right here? Yeah. 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 So I got. Because um, I, I have one, but it's like in box, in a box somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not. So I was like, 10 bucks for this? Fucking, I'm buying it. Wear it to sleep. Yeah. I bought strings of lights. My wife was like, you paid 13 bucks for lights. I go to Big Lots, and I and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, but also, who Sorry. cares? Because you're in there, and you feel... Dude, yeah. You feel no, invincible. Yep. Yeah. So I, I snagged that... Uh, there's that one, like, row they have trick-or-treat. Um, 
Friday Thirteenth, so Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, it it's like this the clump of like everything you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I spent a lot of time. I went up and down that aisle like fourteen times. <laughs> yeah, and I got uh, this a little sign that says "Welcome to Haddonfield" for the podcast space. Perfect. And there's yep. another little sign that's it's uh, vertical, and it's every Jason Voorhees mask. Oh yeah, I saw and, that one. Yeah, I snagged that too because it's. You know my favorite core franchise, and uh, I just loved it. So I'm glad I have it. Yeah, that's awesome. What have you been watching, man? So I recently watched. Uh, I watched Host. Oh, what'd you think? Have you seen it yet? No, but you just did some body language shit that people couldn't hear. So I feel like you were yeah. disappointed. So no, no, no. Oh, okay. the opposite. So you know that I love Unfriended. Um, I love movies of that sort. Direct message to death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, oh, Jesus. Um, but so you're into it. So it's essentially that it's like six friends do a um, Zoom. You know, it's very culturally relevant right, in, yeah. right now. They do a like a Zoom uh, seance. It's like six friends. It's like a Friday night after work. All right, this is like our friend meetup time, and like the friend who's in charge chose a seance. Through the internet, you know? Yeah. So, um, one of those things where you're like, through the internet, like, no one's going to get... Shit gets fucked up. So, they probably work in some good jump scares and stuff. And, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, the actors had never, like, actually met in real life. Oh, that's cool. It was all, like, through it's the Such Zoom. a yeah. culturally relevant thing that's going to... Really, yeah, really cool. We'll be talking to our kids about this in 20 years, you know, like, oh, hey, that came out during that time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think our friend uh, Trashmouth from Horror Flicks and Guitar Tar Picks. Picks. Yeah. yeah. I think that he just had a chat with them or something. Oh, no way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, we're going to have to have him on. He's a really good dude. That guy's great. Um, but great. yeah, so I watched that and then I watched uh, We Summon the Darkness with my girl Ag- Alexandria Daddario. Oh, here we go again. Is that is that how you say your name? I it, think so, yeah. I, I just, I love her. You should her. know, because you stare yeah, in the mirror and mouth her name matter. over I and over her. again. <laughs> um, but that was super fun. Uh, it's like a throwback to the 80s metal, um, you know, like kids go, kids are essentially driving through the country to get to this show, and like, I don't even know where it is, Indiana or some shit. Yeah. Um, but it's like, uh, you know, like a Midwest town. I could be totally off base on this, but that's what it seemed like. Um, they, like... Oh, dude, it's it's one of those where like you think one thing's happening, but another is. It, it's really fun. Uh, it's cool. Essentially, like a cult. There's like a cult going around killing people. Oh. Um, and then you have like two groups of people meet up, and you think like this group is the one for sure doing the killing, and so it has a, nice, a, a whodunit aspect. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's fun. And then uh, in search of darkness. Have you started this yet? I've not. I'm I'm waiting for a. Uh... The, the right time. So everyone's it's been long, talking. Right? It's, yeah, it's amazing. It's like four hours. It, yeah. I think it's over four hours. Um, but I didn't. So I, I hate documentaries in general, but I've found over the past like six months, I, I don't hate documentaries. I just, I, I don't watch them that much. I guess is more the comment. But the curse films thing that uh, yeah, I feel like you're coming around. The, uh, if they're related to horror, I- I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah, because you love like Never Sleep Again. And yeah. Crystal Lake Memories. Crystal Lake Memories. Yeah. yeah. I think it it's the subject matter. It's subject yeah. matter for sure. 
my, like, well, my wife's so into like she'll be like oh this is such an interesting story this person was kidnapped when they were six and they were forced to be addicted to heroin and live in their uh uncle's attic and you're and i'm like what the fuck are we you watching no this interest, yeah. yeah she does love yeah. fucked up shit yep so uh, yeah cool uh i've been watching through the sopranos uh again and you know obviously that's not horror but um the end of that second season i do want to call a quick note is very you mentioned this um you mentioned this before to me and i was wondering what you mean by this go ahead i'm sorry to, i'm sorry to cut you off it's reminiscent, though, to me, of Twin Peaks because it's that dream sequence. He's having fever dream. Tony's having fever dreams. The fish is talking to him and stuff. Mm. It has a very Red Room-esque kind of vibe to me. Mm. Uh, so Twin Peaks is one of my favorite shows of all times. Sopranos is one of my favorite shows of all times. So, so you're watching back through it. So you and I watched through... I, I have not watched it since we watched it together in Chicago. John and, and I... Years ago. We lived in Chicago... Um, John and I used to watch this, like, when we were hungover on, like, a Sunday. It was, like, a yeah. perfect time. We'd kick through, like, seven fucking episodes, right? Let's make sauce and watch <laughs> yeah, the <surprise>. right. <laughs> so We would just sleep the fuck in. This was before kids, so it was, like, yeah. noon was, like, yeah, I woke up kind of early today. Like, figured I'd get up at noon. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, 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 I'll just, I'll talk in that voice Those the rest days. of the episode. Uh, but I've been working through the Friday 13th. You know, summer's coming to an end. So I, I want to uh, get through those before sure. um, the end. I always like start scrambling. I actually just uh, watched the twenty. What year is that? Twenty two thousand nine remake. Oh, dude, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. We've really harped but on. But I that did that as well. Lot, I was but... like the other day. I was like, I'm gonna watch one that I haven't watched as much this summer, and that's the one I've probably only watched, you know, once. Like I always watch that one in like spring. Yeah. So. So and the two movies that you just mentioned too are on my docket. So like t- tomorrow, th- this week will probably be comprised of that. For sure. So, and then uh, a few movies watching through for an episode we're going to be recording this week. Um, we're going to be interviewing another wonderful graphic designer, uh, Chris Garofalo, QF Chris. So super excited about QFS that episode. QFS Chris, right? QFS. QFS. Yeah. Face Studios. Yeah. He is the shit. Yeah, great dude. We had a Skype call with him. Drank. A bunch of beers like, and talk hey, about let's, horror. Let's uh, do great. a quick thirty-minute, uh, you know, meetup chat, and <laughs> yeah. then we were chatting for three fucking hours, yeah. right? Honestly, we get to meet some amazing people. Yeah, Lucky. everyone we have met so far, like we've hit it off with everyone. Uh, we still stay in touch with everyone. Like it's yeah. been, it's been really great. And talk to Matt Pepler today. We honestly, we want to just like keep meeting people. So reach out if you want to be on the show. Uh, reach out if you just have anything you want to. You know, say to us recommendations for show ideas or whatever. Yeah. So before we get into our episode topic, uh, what are you wearing, man? So I currently have on the uh, season of the witch. Yeah, Halloween season 3, of the witch. Cavity colors. I have that print. Uh, I think he only did like fifty of them or something. That that honestly was the first thing I had. That was like how you introduced me to cavity colors yeah. because it's on that pink background. You, so it's Season of the Witch, it's like the pumpkin, in, skeleton, and witch all sort correct. of merged. In, uh, One of my favorite designs of anyone, yeah. any any time ever. Um, but, so back to like 2012, I think, right? Oh, I think dude. that's like right around I mean, when you got into Cavity Colors. Yeah, I remember, do, do you remember what you, we were watching? It was Night of the Creeps. We were watching Night of the Creeps. Yeah. We probably told this story 15 times. And People so, are probably turning we'll just, off the podcast now. We'll keep telling it. So you... 
essentially got into Cavity Colors right around then, and you kept talking to me about him. Sure, bud. It was like, you know, when I tell you about any movie, essentially. Yeah. It was that. Um, so, like, one day, finally, I remember when we moved out of Chicago, and we moved to, you moved to Cleveland, and you hung yeah. the, On that this green print, wall, yeah. On that green wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a, it wasn't 8 by 10 was it? It wasn't that small. It was mm-hmm. like a. It's probably like 24 by 36. he sells it in 8 by 10 now. He did like a very limited pressing yeah, the, that you got. The 2 foot by 3 foot, um, yeah. It was just like, I remember I saw it and I was like, wait, what the fuck and is that, this? And like, that, that light like, like hot came pink background. Yeah, you had a light like shining on it. And I was yeah. like, what? Is, and you were like, oh, that's that cavity colors. And I was like, wait a fucking This is that? Yeah. And like my life has been changed ever since. My savings like, account has been changed yeah, yeah. ever since. <laughs> right, my wallet. Oh, oh nice. wait, spook bag? Get yeah. me in. 75 bucks for a bag of plastic don't, goodies? Get me in there. Don't give a Every shit. Year, Whatever it costs, care. I'm paying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have my fuck off Wade shirt on from the guys in Alone in the Dark. Love it. And I also love this shirt. What have you been buying? We didn't talk about that. Oh, yeah. So I've, I'm in this mode right now. I'm in, like, I'm in straight up fall mode, dude. Yeah. So like everything I buy, like I've been like, planning, August, like, yeah. right, I'm gonna buy all your my birthdays shit this now. week though. So it's like so kind of hard. That, that's the thing is I get caught in this weird thing where I'm like, okay, so on the 15th I get paid, right? So like I always see like that money and I'm like, all right, time to go. I'm buying my shit. But then I'm like, wait, my birthday's in 11 days. Yeah. Um, so I need to be very careful what I buy. Like I found Halloween. I got you two good gifts, by the way. I'm pumped about it. So I got I found Halloween 2018 on Blu-ray for eight. It's like eight bucks right now on Amazon. So if you don't have it right now and you're listening to this, just go buy it because eight bucks. Like who gives a shit? Um, I rented Spree for seven bucks and that was fucking terrible. Uh, I noticed you didn't mention that. Uh, what have you been yeah, watching? No, section and there's no time for it. Um, but uh. so the, like my wife. She saw that I had purchased it, and she was like, you're lucky I saw on Amazon that you purchased that because I had it in my cart, and I would have bought it. But honestly, for like eight bucks, I would I would just give that to like... A friend, yeah. Yeah. Justin, here you go. You know, I got... I think you also got it. The Friday the 13th Part 7 vinyl mm. from Waxwork. We got it, and it's... It's beautiful. Looks so great. Beautiful. I just... Uh, oh, God damn, artwork, do I love Do we know who did the artwork on that? That one was the... I tagged her on Instagram, but I offhand, I don't remember it. Yeah, we we got a uh, Sarah Sarah something. Yeah, uh, artwork's fantastic. Uh, check it out. Um, Waxwork they do. She's actually a friend stuff. of Chris's, oh. who we're going to be doing our interview with. Cool. Well, we'll get some more details on her work uh, when we chat with him for sure. Um, so I've also been in a, <laughs> I've had a uh, like been on a mission now because I couldn't find the screams on Blu-ray. Because mm. production's been kind of stalled yeah, been with weird. all that's going yep. on. But I randomly w- went to a CD movie exchange, which is like, a, for those that don't live in the Midwest or Northeast, um, it's kind of like a thrift store for vinyls and DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff like that. So I found Scream. Actually, I walked in. I was like, hey, do you have Scream on Blu-ray? And the guy looks at me. He goes, nope, no Screams. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to poke around. And I went back there, and I found Scream 2. Three, two and three back there, and then my bloody Valentine, like unopened with the glasses still in it. I got that for like Whoa. two two dollars or something ridiculous. Dude, yeah, Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh Holy yeah. Holy shit. Yep. 
And then I also Amazing. snagged uh, a uh, a print of Chris's, uh, QFS Chris's. Oh, um, yeah? Which one? The Prowler. Oh, that's beautiful. An awesome print. Yeah, that was for uh, a um, Myers House Inc. thing. That one was? Yeah, that was for oh. an onset. What do they call it? Onset Because I seminar? saw he did a, I know what you did last summer one, too, that was for that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, the onset cinema. Yeah, so looking forward to getting that. Should be here tomorrow, actually, so. Whoa, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. All right, let's get into it, man. Let's do it. Speaking of neighbors, um, it seems like your neighbor behind us uh, has his AC on, so we're going to need to go talk to him about that. Start throwing rocks at it. That's what I do. <laughs> it's pretty late at night. <laughs> All right, so do you want to go first? You I wanna... will. Yeah, dude, I'll go first. Okay, so go ahead. You go first. We're okay. going to we're gonna alternate. We're just going to hit three each. Um, Jamie's going to, again, I got the neighbors you would want to have. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to hit the neighbors you don't want. But go ahead. You go first, buddy. So this is no particular order. Uh, The Hole, 2009, Joe Dante. Come on, you can stare at it from outside, okay? New neighbors? I'm uh, Lucas. We just moved here. Hi, Lucas. I'm Julie. Hi. Brother Jane. Right up there. Beneath the floorboards of their new house lies a door they never should have opened. There's treasure I could have. Secrets they never should have discovered. I think it's just a really deep hole that Creepy Carl dug up. And an adventure they will never forget. The whole 2009... It's about a couple brothers. They, uh, they moved to a new house with their mom. I can't really... The dad is like... He was abusive. And so, like, the mom leaves with the kids. Um, so these these two brothers are the ones that you want as your neighbors? No. The two brothers move into this house. There's a neighbor on the other side. Her name is Julie. Uh, she's played by Haley Bennett. Um, so she is the neighbor who's a, the same age as the brother who's probably, like... Around 15, I'd say, 15 to 16. Uh, So, like, she's a neighbor who's the exact same age as him. She's a babe, you know what I mean? Um, So the brothers find a hole in their basement, like a a trap door, essentially. Oh, so it has, like, a little bit of the gate kind of vibe to it. It has a gate, 80s kind of vibe. Also, like, Joe Dante has this way of doing where it's, like, it almost feels like a episode of goosebumps or are you afraid of the dark yeah yeah, yeah, incredibly well done version of one of those yeah uh but the storyline you know so the neighbor she's like the chick that he keeps checking out and then she kind of comes over i don't remember the exact circumstances uh but she comes over starts hanging out with them they all find the hole the trap door it's got like you know 15 locks on it or whatever so they things go down from there yeah it's essentially this endless hole. Um, so yeah, no, it starts getting haunted house, and but it's really it's really a fun. I love those nostalgic throwbacks to when I was a kid, 
and I would watch something and like have like this sense of like adventure and fun and it was scary but it wasn't too terrifying. Yeah. That's exactly what this movie is. And it's it's so even like a, as a like Goonies a thirty kind of foundation. It, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So even as like a thirty eight year old man, you'll you'll watch it and you know, feel young again and feel like it, it's really fun. Well I am younger. I'm only thirty three, so Yeah. Little pup. <laughs> so so this neighbor's adventurous. She's fun. She's down to figure this out. She's cute. Yeah. Uh, so like she's that, getting yeah. haunted as well. She, you know, she's willing to deal with all the bullshit and still help them out and not just bail on them. You yeah. know, the, you know, there's a couple neighbors that might just be like, okay, we, you know, we hung out for a minute. I get like weird haunted shit started happening. We're done now. <laughs> but like she stuck it through. She went through it. Um, Great. Uh, I don't don't if fucking you, come to my house anymore <laughs> and never talk to me again. If you haven't seen this movie. I highly recommend checking it out. It's not the one with Thora Birch. Um, it's two thousand. Yeah, there are a lot of movies I feel like called this with name. the name of yeah. the hole. Yeah. Right? So make sure it's the one uh, from two thousand and nine, directed by Joe Dante. Oh. You won't be disappointed. Good pick, man. Yeah. Very good pick. You have not seen this, right? I've not. No, no. I've Dude, not you'll seen love this movie. it. Honestly, I, I feel like I'm really looking. You forward love to Joe, it now. so yeah. It's, he might uh, show up on this list again. Yeah. So. I'm going to go chronologically. So I'm going to... And I, I, I kind of took a weird approach on this one. Because I'm going to talk about one of my favorite movies right now. Which is Rear Window, 1954. Uh, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. This is the apartment of a man named Jeffries. A news photographer whose beat used to be the world. Right now, his world has shrunk down to the size of this window. He's been watching the people across the way. Nobody seems to pull their blinds during a hot spell like this. He knows a lot about them by now. Too much, perhaps. So. Love this pick, man. I love this movie. The. Mm, love it. The, the average thought one might have is, okay, clearly you don't want the neighbor that just killed his wife, right? But I'm going to go with L.B. Jeffries, played by Jimmy Stewart. Um, this isn't to say I don't love his character, because I do. But he is a little bit of a shit. Uh, he's nosy. Uh, he spies. He fights with his beautiful girlfriend, who is Grace Kelly, and doesn't want to marry her because she's not adventurous enough for him. So she, in his mind, he's lacking the qualities of who you just described, Jamie. Grace Kelly in that movie, man. Mm. She's awesome. God. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's not a good neighbor to have for multiple reasons. But one, you can't even get away with murder having this guy living next door because he's spying on you at all times right so uh rear window for those who haven't seen it there's a wheelchair bound photographer um who spies on his neighbors from his apartment window in new york city um he you know is kind of stuck there it's uh starring jimmy stewart grace kelly as we mentioned wendell Corey is the uh killer across the way yeah if you're uh a younger one who hasn't seen oh, that movie. Oh, shit. Like, Get in when there. When you watch it, you'll be like, oh, shit, I see... Like, you'll see all the different references that, you know, people still So like. many other Disturbia movies, yeah. Even Fright Night, you know. Yeah. Um, they owe a lot to that movie. And I, I love... Like, I, I'm kind of a Hitchcock purist, and I really grew up watching Hitchcock films with my mother, and they... All, all these movies, you know, The Vertigos, The Psychos, The Rear Windows, really created a foundation for me and appreciation for uh, horror in general. But this, the foundation of this one is so, so great. 
but back back to LB Jeffries. They yeah. call they call him Jeff. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about what makes him a bad neighbor. Um, in addition to the fact that you can't get away with murder if he's living next door to you. The scene where his friend, who's the police officer, is there. Well, first off, there's a shitload of traffic coming in and out of this guy's place. He's got his girlfriend. He's got his in-home nurse, Thelma Ritter, who has the best one-liners imaginable in this film when she says the thing about... She's so good in this. She's like, oh, you you know the market crash of 29? I predicted that. Because um, she goes on to tell the story about how she was an in-home, in-home nurse for the CEO of General Motors or whatever, and he's, she said something like, when General Motors has to get up and go to the bathroom three times a night, you know that uh, the market's going to crash or whatever. So just great dialogue, snappy, witty, snarky, fun, engaging. Um, but the scene where the police officer friend of his, uh, they're trying to, like, they're begging him to take it seriously that they suspect that the neighbor might be guilty of murder. Yeah. And um, he, his friend looks at him and says, like, D- do you tell your landlord everything? And it's because uh, Grace Kelly was planning on sleeping over that night, which was a total faux pas thing because they weren't married. Yeah. And it's crazy. this whole, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, but this movie, I, I don't have enough positive words in my vocabulary to describe my personal um affiliation with it but it's wonderful it's great it's a really really good summertime movie i always start off my summer with it and then i watch it it's one that you can constantly have on with the kids in the background because it's not gratuitous it's not violent uh it's, it's great yeah great one man great pick all right okay so the second neighbor that you want to uh live next to is and he's the neighbor of uh, Roger Cobb, the famous writer. And this is the movie House. This is a house where no one should live. Roger Cobb has come here alone. But no one is ever alone. This is a fucking weird movie. So I like I like I really do like this movie a lot though. So weird, but so fun. Who directed this? And so our boy Steve Miner. Yeah, Steve Miner. Yep. The practical effects in this film are great. <sighs> so good. Um I think it it's just it's honestly one of those movies that like you can always go back to because it's it's honestly it's like it's fun. It's scary. It's funny. It's um, it's campy. Sad. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Campy. Yeah. It's the, all of that. It's it's very dramatic. Like the the cut scene or the you know the flashback to like when the sun drowns in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oof. dude. So like it, it honestly it really draws you into the character, right? 
So like it so, really does. Like you think for like they do add a nice bit of character development for Roger Cobb. Yeah, House Two, the second story. Oh, dude, <laughs> our boy, <laughs> or Joshua uh, Jackson. Yeah, Joshua Jackson. Yeah. So, my boy Pacey. <laughs> yeah. Dawson's Creek. That's what I know him from. Jamie has his Dawson's Creek uh, <laughs> beanie on. I'm actually wearing a <laughs> baseball cap right now. Uh, so what makes Harold a good neighbor? Uh, so the thing is, is like you know, he comes over, he introduces himself. You want to watch the A's game? Because uh, they're in somewhere in Northern California. I feel like this would be a night nightmare neighbor for you, this is the particularly. Kind of guy. So yeah, for me particularly, you're socially you're, awkward. But also. I also sometimes need somebody who's kind of pushy because mm-hmm. I'm like, so if it's the right person and if it's the right pushy and I feel like Harold is the exact right amount of pushy, you know, he shows up with like PBR yeah. and it seems like a, one of those boxes you get at like a baseball game, like to put like your nachos and your beers yeah, and your, yeah, yeah. all your shit. Like he shows up like with, with like this shit, right. With like, uh, Chinese food and PBR and like, hey, hey, I brought you. I figured you might want some dinner. He like, knows when to hang out. He knows when to leave. That kind of guy yeah. is welcome at my house anytime. Come on over. Let alone when I'm trying to get demons out of my closet, uh, and you're willing to sit there with a fishing pole or like you know a um, spear, yeah, spear or a hook or whatever the fuck that thing is that this dude has. Just sitting there waiting for a demon to come out. Just like trusting this new neighbor that he had that he doesn't know. Yes, give me this fucking neighbor every day of the week. Yeah, that's a good pick. This is a, a strange... And I love, love, love when they first meet, and he's, like, talking to him. He's like, oh, crazy bitch. Uh, no, she was a real psycho, that one. And then uh, he's like, yeah, it was my aunt. And he's oh, lovely woman. Yeah, oh, love her. Just beautiful, beautiful woman. <laughs> the timing. Um, but, like, you know, he got probably, like, honed those chops on Cheers. But, like, he was just the perfect fucking, like, fun... Uh, inquisitive and like kind of like naggy you know like he calls the ex-wife and it's like what the fuck are you doing now why are you calling me yeah but this is a little gem uh, so steve minor did some friday 13th films he also did halloween h2o which is one of jamie and i's favorites um dude's been in the industry a long time and it, this is a what what year 80 80 something 85 85 yeah yep. so it's after his uh or probably right around the time he's working on his Friday films. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably right in there. Yeah. In, in the mix. Yep. Right in the mix. So this is a, a cool, you know, cool I love this chance one. for him to so kind of probably work on something he wanted to work on. So. And like, honestly, it's a really good movie. Yeah. It's obviously it's weird as shit. Like, but like you said, like the effects and like that oh, little the practical switch they do, like so... where you think he kills his ex-wife at one point. Do you remember the... That gets me, honestly, every time. I'm like, oh my God, he killed her. Do you remember the episode as a kid, speaking of horror dads? Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, Winnie the Pooh, something or other, and they go under the bed, and there's like the crud. Dude, it's my... it's my. I show it to my kids. They watch, It's their favorite Winnie the Pooh now. Okay, so it's that... My, yes, crud. That movie, that Winnie it's the Pooh, is episode, basically yeah. house for children. <laughs> I don't all... know if I would compare it to that. I could go into depth on that fucking episode, <laughs> dude. But it has some oddities to it, as does this film, but it's a really pleasant movie um, with some, mm. again, uh, roller coaster of emotion. So good pick, man. Very good pick. The next set, I, I picked a, a set of neighbors because oh. there are multiple occupants nice. in this household. 
So we're going to 1989 to a little movie called The Burbs. All Tom Hanks wanted was a quiet vacation at home. This is what I need, Carol. I, I need this. Welcome to Mayfield Place. A typical street in the Burbs. Morning, Walter! Where nothing much ever happened. Walter's dog just took a dump on Rumsfield's lawn again. Until the Klopex moved in. Klopex? Klopex. Klopex. No one goes in, no one comes out. Neighbors from hell. It was a nice place to live. He said he thinks the Klopex are evil incarnate. Well, you're much too smart to fall for that, aren't you, honey? But now... Carol! You wouldn't want to visit there. Ray, this is Walter. No! The Burbs. I'm going over the fence, and I'm not coming back till I find a dead body. Ray, do you want him to take your family, kidnap them, tear their livers out, and make some kind of satanic pate? We found Walter! We got a real problem. I hit the gas line, I'd run! God, I love this street. Tom Hanks. I think we are overreacting. No. The Burbs. It's one hell of a neighborhood. Hey, honey. I think we should move. Mm. Uh, we, mm. I've, I Chef's think I've kiss. mentioned this on every episode, how much I love this movie, but the Klopex are not neighbors you want. Courtney, Ga uh, Courtney Gaines has no lines really in the movie. Um... His line is a look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it came with the frame, I think, is the other thing he says, right? <laughs> Brother Theodore, uh, directed by Joe Dante, we mentioned, starring Tom Hanks. Corey Feldman's in this. Carrie Fisher is in this. Uh, Bruce Dern. Honestly, the cast is fucking ridiculous. And I, like, think about the time this the came cast out. The fucking ridiculous. I feel like this was probably... Um, a little too dark for most audiences, right? Like he just came off like big, and yeah, he had he had a couple like really like huge hit like family type films, uh, like Splash or whatever the fuck that one was with the mermaid. But Turner and Hooch, so he had like these fun family films, and then like this one was, which was kind of like definitely fucking dabbled in horror. Yeah, it's, it's and I but think it, people probably didn't know which way to go with it. Like people who went for a family fun film like Turner and Hooch were probably like, Ew, "What happened?" What yeah, the fuck? and then people who go for like a horror film were like, "Oh, this oh, is it's Turner pretty and funny." Hooch. Yeah, so there there are elements of comedy, horror touches uh, at all, suspense. Yeah, it's it. This is one of my top five favorite films without one doubt. Is so this? I don't it mean brought, to cut it you brought off. me into horror. But is this a summer film or a fall film for you? Summer as it's fuck. summer as fuck. Yeah. Yes, but it like definitely it could. I could see like watching it yeah. in the fall. I uh, so the I theme start, is so fucking like thematically. Uh, and this is another film, much like Rear Window, that I I can have on all the time at the also, house because it's kid friendly. Burbs like season like a summer burbs a fall burbs. <laughs> Winter burbs. Like, yeah, I want all burbs I want in the snow. The burbs, a, burbs. a separate burb story for every burbs season. Burbs with leaves. Yeah. So, I'm gonna get into the Klopex in a in a moment here about you know why they're not the neighbors you want. But for those that have not seen this, a quick quick synopsis. Um, I can really empathize with the 
the Tom Hanks character. He's an over overstressed suburbanite, you know, and his neighbors are. It resonates even to this day. Yeah. Yeah. No. Eighty nine. Like, yeah. It's twenty twenty, and it still resonates. Yep. So they've got these new neighbors on the block, and and Mr. Peterson, who's the Tom Hanks character, uh, he and his other neighbors, Art, who's a fucking great. <laughs> Great addition Every to this character, film. Every character, man. Yeah. Every character uh, is just so good. They, they That's feel, what makes the movie perfect, is every character nails it. But they feel that these neighbors are a satanic cult, pretty much. Um, okay, so let's talk specifically about the Klopex for a moment here. Why are they bad neighbors? Well, Jamie, let me tell you. Their yard is dead. Looks like shit. Yeah. So you don't want that on your block. It's, it's unpleasant. Yeah. I don't use fertilizer because I'm worried about the kids, but these Me people... Dandelions everywhere. Oh, yeah, we have these dandelion pickers. Hey, uh, got blisters on your hands again oh, on April little, 10th? Little because dandelion tools we yeah. have. Yeah. And But the thing is, is that is like therapeutic and addicting, oh. isn't well, it? You put a podcast on your headphones and you it just go is, out there and pick dude, dandelions? It yeah. is like... And you're like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to do like this little uh, patch over here, and then I'm done. And then, well, there's this little straggler. So not only, okay, so it's, not only are the I feel the Klopex, like I have a mental illness when I do it. The Klopex are not picking dandelions because <laughs> their yard is so dead they don't even get no, fucking they don't, weeds. No, they don't have weeds. So uh, what else makes them bad neighbors? Uh, they bang the shit out of their trash. They have to have terrible breath. What? Oh. Right? Of I mean, like, there's character. no doubt. Like, without <laughs> like, you don't want to talk, then like, ooh. Yeah. Gotta have bad breath. Uh, <laughs> they make noise in the middle of the night. They're, they dig at midnight outside yeah. with their, their pickaxes. Yeah. They're grave diggers. I told you, they're ghouls. <laughs> um, they've got that annoying big black dog. No one wants that as their neighbor, right? Uh, and, and, most importantly... I work for a national HVAC company, so I, I can say this, but uh, their furnace is fucking loud. Very loud. Because it is designed it, to melt size. bodies. Sure. Maybe. Not a spoiler. We don't alert. know. Yeah. yeah. So, I love this movie so intensely. It's one of my gateways into the genre. I watched it for the first time when I was probably eight or nine. This really, uh, it's it's. it's to Jamie's point, it's a tweener. It has uh, comedy elements. It has horror elements. It has suspense elements. It has um, you 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 laugh hysterically. You feel a, a rapid roller coaster of emotions, similar to our description of House. But this is a, a more commercial film for sure than House, uh, and it's it's a summer staple. And as we work to wrap up the summer, for sure it is. Uh, I, I don't want to talk too much about this because I know this, this film's going to come up on this podcast again a zillion times. Uh, we're talking about doing a commentary with it. Um, but love this movie. Love it to death. Number three for the best neighbors, favorite neighbor, the Burbs. You son of a bitch. Can you not want to have every neighbor on Mayfield Place? Ricky, I mean, played by Corey Feldman. Our boy Art. Our boy Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld actually is somebody that you and I probably would not like and not get along with. And to be honest with you, out of everyone in Youngstown, Ohio, the the one neighbor we're most likely to have is that is guy. Rumsfeld. Yeah. Correct. But when he's when, he, when he's up on the neighbor. roof and he he's says uh, he goes <laughs> he's like, Hey man, what's the big unveiling? I gotta go to work in a couple hours. <laughs> 
Bruce, and Bruce turns like, hey, man, piss off. <laughs> yeah, his, his lines on the roof are... And he's eating um, fucking animal best. crackers up there. <laughs> yeah. His, like, machine so gun. So good. That whole, like, scene with him up there and, like, the slipping and the sliding, it's all just fucking perfect. Okay, so who is your favorite neighbor? Na- who do you want to share a property line with out of all the neighbors? Honestly? Queenie. It, I knew it. So I can't... I cannot pick one. This is why my... My your, your pick, pick for is this the group. is the group, specifically uh, Rumsfeld, Ricky, and Art. The whole dynamic between all those neighbors is fucking perfect, and it's what like I would want. So every this is a super spring movie for me. Oh yeah, but the, I'll watch it all summer long. I start it in spring and but then watch it. Spring yeah. is when I first get that like gut yeah reaction where like i want to watch it you know like the weather outside at night because i always think of that scene when there's when he's smoking the cigar green sky yeah that always is in my mind in the spring and it's like oh fuck i just want to go out and smoke a cigar with my neighbors who are telling me creepy stories yeah i love it and i love well good pick i love the idea and the premise of just that whole like that whole neighborhood it reminds me so much of my neighborhood as i discussed earlier it's like a cul-de-sac uh kind of like a turnaround yeah you picked a a cul-de-sac and And you live on a cul-de-sac so fucking much of like that little neighborhood uh like if i had Corey feldman on my side painting his house listening to shitty 80s metal music which i love if you're a suburban dad, you identify you, with Ray. One hundred percent. The only thing that I fucking can't stand about that movie, and I don't get, and I will never get, is that he doesn't want to go to the lake house. I I think constantly. So I can, I do get that, and you know, you and I are are best friends and see eye to eye on most things yes. in life. But if I had the opportunity to go to the lake house or stay home, I would probably choose to stay home. Catch up on projects, do work on the house. Yeah, no. Yeah, and We're you would go to the lake house. No, I'm like, give me that lake house. I'm just gonna like fucking drink beers and. I'm Ray Peterson. Um, I'm gonna lay on a raft and just like float my worries away. So fuck you, you at home, like worrying about shit. I watched an alternate ending. Do you want to hear the most like devastating Wait, idea? Wait, you watched an alternate ending to yeah. the Burbs? Yes, the alternate ending. Alternate ending. ending. Alternate ending is that Ray Peterson had lost his job, and that's why he's acting weird. And you find out at the very, very end, it's like during like the "Hey Pinocchio" scene, and uh, you find out that he lost his job. And I, I, I watched this, and I, I honestly was like fucked up that night. I went to bed. I feel like I saw this before. And Brittany was like, "Do you yeah. need a back rub? Like, what's wrong with you?" And I was like, "I feel like I don't know what life is because <laughs> the burbs really defined me as a human." Uh, yeah. All right. So. All right. So clearly, uh, Jamie and I are just hugging over this movie. So if you've not seen it, go watch it. Uh, and if you have seen it, oh and... man, I'm sorry that we had overlap, but fuck it. Yeah. All right, you ready for my last one? All right, one? what's your last shitty-ass neighbor? Okay, this is another group, but it's just two people. But the character names are actually Mom and Dad in The People Under the mm. Stairs, 1991. In every neighborhood, there is one house that adults whisper about children cross the street to avoid. Now, Wes Craven, creator of A Nightmare on Elm Street, takes you inside. 
Something's in there. But we gotta get out of here, Leroy. All sorts of rumors about what goes on in that house. The police never took it serious. She's been feeding that thing between the walls again. Very, very tense about this. There must be another way out. Can't get out. No one ever has. What goes on in this house is a sin. Creepy. Creepy one, dude. Creepy as hell. So, directed by Wes Craven, um, starring... Brandon Adams, Ving Rhames, uh, I think Sean Whalen's his name, uh, but Wendy Roby uh, and Everett McGill are the two that I'm referring to. Um, they're actually in Twin Peaks as well, um, and they their scenes are together in Twin Peaks. Huh. So yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Yep. She has the iPad. With the iPad. Yeah. 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 Um, I always picture her in the cheerleading like outfit, like doing this. Yeah, oh, so, fuck, such dude. a weird dynamic. <laughs> oh, so weird. David Lynch's mind. So the basic premise of this love, film. I love Twin Peaks. Yeah, me too. That first season. Yep. Just like I'll get that whole season tattooed on my back. I think we're gonna I don't do know a what that Twin means, Peaks episode like, for sure. Uh, but the basic premise of People Under the Stairs, if you've not seen it, are um, two. I guess criminal adults and a little little guy named Fool. Uh, he's a, he's just a juvenile. They they break into a house that's occupied by this brother and sister duo, and the house is filled with stolen children and these creeps, and they Dude. basically can't get out. And fucked up. It is. It's fucked up. It's very fucked I up. I always felt like American Horror Story the first season with yes. the Leatherman. I feel like they Pulled stole from, from Father for sure. Yes. Um, so the 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 undertones of this film are that there's definitely some commentary on like the idea of capitalism and and how that relates. To, Wes has a way of yeah putting all that shit in there. Th- there's definitely some socioeconomic um, commentary to this movie. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting, and, you know, Ving Rhames is just a badass kind of at all times. Oh, um, dude, always. Like, yeah. Anytime. Just, he's a very dominant presence, uh, so he, he does a great job in this movie, but, but, but mom and, mom and dad, these two characters, let's, let's talk about these, uh, let's dive these in. two creeps. So. Ugh, God, that mom is just a fucking creep. And, <laughs> oh, I'm just picturing the, her. The like, interaction, Ugh. like, when, when, when the little boy fools, like, pretending to sell cookies or whatever. And he's like knocking on, like even that interaction is so unnerving and unsettling. But so these are kills it on that part because fuck, these are not good neighbors to have because they're into incestuous weirdness. Just all the all the badness. Uh, again, the dog. No one wants that dog living next door that they have. No, that's a bad dog. Yeah, Uh, bad dog. They have a shitload of weapons. (laughs) A ton of weapons. Uh, they're into S and M, running around. Dad running around in his leather suit, as you had just alluded to, Jamie. I haven't heard a thing that makes these bad neighbors yet. What? <laughs> <laughs> these sound a lot like my neighbors. Like uh, an actual carbon copy of my neighbors. <laughs> oh, what about this one? They kidnap fucking children and keep them under their stairs. Okay. All right. And not only do they kidnap the, the children, but they torture them. Uh, Roach, 
has his tongue cut out, James. Uh, I don't want him fucking chatting. So chatty guy. The the scene, the one specific scene that really sticks with me from this movie, it it almost has like a Carrie sort of element of like the mother daughter esque dynamic, but uh, the scene where they're they're the bath is happening and the water's like really hot and she's burning the, the the young girl that is a very uncomfortable scene it's tense it's tough to watch it's tough to stomach so that's a tough one for me um and i do feel like this movie in general due to the time I mean, maybe it's just the 90s thing to it but i definitely feel a candy esque sort of cloud over this um it definitely has a you know Wes Craven's done some some obvious huge blockbusters but he's done some you know more under the radar stuff so this is this is one that did not hit kind of like nightmare or or scream obviously uh in such large vivacious capacity however it's still a good one um it's worth a watch if you've not seen it and I feel like a lot of folks uh, may have missed this one. So it's definitely worth a watch. For sure. How so about d- any runners-up? I had a few. I, You know, it was tough to, to look at anything neighbor-related and not think of, you know, Fright Night, not think of Disturbia. But, <clears throat> you know, we've, For sure. we've hit those on... Those are like the ones. Yeah, yeah, we've hit on those recently, so didn't want to... Summer of 84? Summer of 84, that yep. Yeah, that's another one with the neighbor. I, that's I a had, great fucking movie. I had that written down here, actually. Um, Love that one. What, did, what were your runners-up? Uh, so I had, um, you know, at first I was like, man, the neighbors that you want are very fucking scarce compared to the ones that you don't want. Yeah. Uh, but I ended up having a you in know, this quite genre a few for sure. Runners up, like I had Judd from Pet Cemetery. Oh, not going down neighbor. there. Yeah. yeah, great neighbor. Um, Drinking Budweiser had, every night. Yeah. Uh, this is actually one that I was very, very close to using was Slumber Party Massacre. Mm. So up next, we're this week. Uh, so we're, we're hopefully going to drop this one middle of the week and. Also, middle of the week, we will be recording our next episode, which is going to fall pretty tightly on the heels of this one. Um, we've been a little, little absent for a minute here. Uh, we've had some family stuff going on, so it's been a little, little tough to get together. So, thrilled to be able to do so outside here, though, today. So, next uh, episode, we will be interviewing, as we had mentioned, Chris Garofalo, QFS Chris, graphic designer super talented yeah on instagram he's qfs chris it's quote face studios he does amazing uh prints artwork for movies for yeah uh vinyls for yeah he just does music. great stuff he, he, he's an amazing dude he does his own stuff uh check out his website because we the one thing that john and i want to do is promote and put some of these artists you know they might have a following on instagram but um, they don't really have an outlet to promote, you know, like what they do. So we want to do what we can with a, whatever audience we have. I remember seeing his T-shirt for the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was like, we are family or, you know, something of that sort. And I remember I was like, I'm buying this T-shirt right away because yeah, it just looks fucking like awesome. it's the shape of Texas. Yeah, it's just yeah. fucking awesome. And like the whole, and like 
he has, we're going to discuss this a lot with him, but he has this like certain texture to like his art yeah. where you know it's him. And Instantly. every time I'm scrolling through Instagram, you know, like we have just like, you know, hundreds of like things that we're scrolling through. And every time I see one of his pieces of art, I'm like, that's, that's, that's quote face. Yeah. Yep. That's Chris. I just know it, you know, it's easily identifiable. And I think a lot of people who, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't yet seen his stuff, I think you'll love it and you'll dig it. And we're pumped to talk to him and do a giveaway. So what else do we have going on? Uh, well, we're coming upon the holy holiday. The holy fucking holiday. <laughs> like we are here, man. I was eating uh, blueberry cereal yesterday. Yeah. And like that cereal's not filling. It's like I could eat 16 bowls and still like feel hungry, but I have still to eat at least one bowl quick. every Saturday, yeah. uh, like in mid to late August. So like it's done. I'm done now. Yeah. So we're we're actually gonna do an episode. I think centered around. Yeah, we're gonna our, do. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Like a fall. Yeah, like a fall preparation like episode. Preview type yeah. thing. Yeah. Fall like preview. Fall preview. Yeah. Our like. Everybody has their own thing, like, in fall. Like, everybody has kind of a routine. Like, okay, so I start off watching, uh, you know, these movies, and then I, yep. like, slowly dig in. If you're like us, which you probably are, you start your fall, like, fucking August 31st, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, our shit is, like, already done. Yep. Real quick, we always forget, if you want to, pop over to iTunes. Uh, oh, yeah, give please. Give us a five-star review. Leave us a little blurb about why you like our show. If you don't, drop us a DM telling us why. Yeah. Uh, and we're on all the major social channels at Horror Dads. And we also have an email, horrordads at gmail.com. Uh, if you want yeah, to contact wanna us. Shoot contact us an us email, over. shoot yeah. us a message. Uh, just like telling us, you know, saying hi. That's cool too. If you want to give us an episode idea, we would love that as well. Yep. So we will check you guys next time. Appreciate you listening. We Take love care, you. Take care, guys. See you soon.